the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today, the Thursday edition. It's rare that events on the other side of the world would affect us here in Pittsburgh. But that is the case today. Of course, I'm sure all of us are well aware of what happened overnight as troops from Russia invaded Ukraine. And uh, the repercussions are felt here, as I said, in the city of Pittsburgh. We'll talk about that at length today with our various guests. But, Kath, good to see you. It's a sad day, John. It's a little overwhelming, to be honest with you. Take it all in. Yeah, it is. Not not to think that we didn't see it coming, right? Uh, there was... Yeah, but I kind of, I really held out hope Did that you? there was going to be a last ditch, you know, there was going to be some type of, I don't know. Savior. Yeah, I, I was just thinking that cooler heads would prevail. Well, I think what we've seen is Putin is unhinged. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to ascribe power hungry um some sort of you know russian nationalism whatever but you would think that one person who has his way uh, how that would work in the world um no one around him is going to say no so what does that look like for us and i think you know around the world billions of people obviously are going to be affected by one man's intentions and um as you've heard people say all over the airwaves today, they haven't had a democratic election in Russia in a long time. Yeah. Um, so he's self-appointed. And uh, just in reading the transcript of, of Putin's speech the other night, it's obvious that he thinks that all of the Baltic uh, regions. regions, including Ukraine, um, you might even say including Poland, I'm not, he, he thinks that those are, those are Russia. They right. truly are Russia. That the, that the USSR, when it was originally constructed, um, was basically, I don't know if you want to call it misnamed or those regions were mislabeled. And so that's why the rise of nationalism has happened. And so he's just trying to get things back to the way they were. Sure. You know. and, and I'm sure. In Ukraine, nineteen pre nineteen seventeen, when you're surrounded by in the areas that you know have been um, earmarked by Putin, seventy five percent of the population are more Russian speaking. So he probably shrugs his shoulders and thinks, "Why not? That is ours." I, I saw all across the TV news coverage today how many people um, who live in Russia, who live in Ukraine, have relatives, close relatives, that live in the other place. Right. Right. So my dad, my, right, my dad's over there or, you know, my, my sister lives there. Or my cousin lives there or whatever. And of course, they've been separated. A lot of them travel wise because of covid. Now you add to that this war and the average person is saying, what is this about? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't you know, I heard a commentator on MSNBC this afternoon say this isn't uh, this isn't a war that's fought on behalf of a nation. This is one man's quest, one autocrat's quest 
to do a thing he wants to do. And that's really what it is. The average, you know, look at the lines, the lines of people who've been trying to get out of Ukraine Mm -hmm. for the last two weeks. And today it's just ramped up even. Imagine being there. I just, you think about how much you love your home, you know, how much you've invested in your house or that car it took you so long to find or, you know, decorating your kid's bedroom or, you know, your man cave or whatever it is you love about your house. And imagine your daily circumstance being imperiled so much so that you get up and leave it. That's what it is to be a refugee. You know, it seems like such a foreign thing to us. It doesn't happen, wouldn't happen to people like us. It could happen to people like us. And we'd be grieving just the way I'm sure Ukrainians are grieving. And you see the videos and the scale of the destruction, the missiles, the helicopters, the uh, jets. From the north, from the south, from the east. I mean, it's it's truly frightening. So like, as you say, some people choose to leave. A lot of people are fleeing to where. Other people are saying, we're going to stay my home. until we're directly impacted in one way or another. And what does that look like? That's a huge risk. It either sure it's, a, it's a risk either way. It surely is. So we've turned to a friend of ours. Um, we've known Jason Sharon a long time. Uh, Jason is the um, the priest at the Ukrainian Catholic Church in Holy Trinity, Holy Trinity thank you, um, in Carnegie. We've known Jason for a long time. Um, Jason lived in Ukraine for a while. He's married to a Ukrainian. Um, his, in-laws, his in-laws are Ukrainian. So we thought for, for a citizen's perspective, Perspective, you know, uh, the the average person. What do you think about a war like this? We thought Jason would be the person to go to. Jason, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, John. Thank you, Kathy, for having me. So, Jason, give us the perspective of of the sit. First of all, do you still have uh, family in Ukraine? Well, as of um, this morning, all we have left is our, our um, my wife's brother uh, Yuri. He's uh, martial law is declared, and he's between the age of sixteen and sixty. So. Um, you know, he, he had to stay back. And my uh, his wife and his two children, uh, he hugged them one last time. And, um, well, hopefully not one last time, but he uh, they made for the border with my mother-in-law. And uh, the Pol- the Polish border agents were very, very kind. Uh, every- they didn't have all their paperwork uh, exactly lined up, but uh, they saw the situation for what it was and all the thousands of others uh, crowding around them trying to get in and... Uh, you know, they, they were very understanding and let them in. And, um, uh, but, uh, yeah, he's left there and, uh, his family is, uh, they're in Poland now. I see. So, Jason, you're saying martial law, men between the age of 16 and 60 must stay behind? Yeah, they, they, uh, my understanding is, is that's the case, yes. Jason, talk about your feelings, you and your wife, as you've seen the things unfold. Um, it's very intimate. It, it, it's, it, you know, for us, it's, you know, geopolitics. For you, it's family. It, it is, and uh, it, it's, uh, you know, painful to see this, but, uh, um, you know, in, in one sense, it's it's inevitable in that, um, you know, as, as Putin gets older, um, there used to be a balance between, you know, Putin, the uh, the nationalist, and Putin, the tactician, who was um, you know restrained by by reason. Um, and uh, I think in the past, uh, uh, since the summer, um, it's it's become clear that uh, Putin, the tactician, doesn't doesn't really exist anymore. It's just uh, Putin, the the unleashed nationalist, and uh, um, that's what that's what I see. And uh, uh, the people in Ukraine have never provoked. Uh, Russia by attacking Russia. People in Ukraine have, uh, you know, have never uh, shot shells at, at you know, Russian, Russian kindergarten buildings or anything like that. Um, 
and uh, yet he's he's done this to 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 the Ukrainians, and it's unprovoked. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a crying shame, especially for uh, someone who claims that uh, you know they're they're Slavic brothers. Um, if this is how my brother treats me, then I don't want to be part of that family, and that's what a lot of Ukrainians are saying, and they're they're Russian speaking Ukrainians. They're not uh, Ukrainian speaking. They're Russian speaking Ukrainians, and uh, they don't want to have any part of of, uh, of of his country and his vision for Ukraine. So, Jason, when you and your wife speak about this and, of course, read and watch as everyone is, can you describe what is perhaps a best-case scenario and or a worst-case scenario? Well, the best-case scenario is, I mean, that, you know, the the, the prayers of pious people reach to the ears of our Lord, and he has uh, compunction and contrition of heart for what he's done, and he he repents uh, today. That's the best-case scenario. In which case, um, you know, good can can come out of this. But you know, the the the, and I I don't think that's that's um, wide-eyed dreaming. I think that's uh, with our God, that's possible. Um, but uh, the, the worst-case scenario is that he he just continues and goes right up to the Polish border, um, and uh, uh, in, in which case there's going to be a, a long, drawn-out, bloody war because. Uh, the Ukrainian men are not going to uh, live under the Russian boot again. Um, they, they've been under there, and uh, there's going to be a, a, a long, bloody guerrilla warfare, um, in which case uh, Russian men are going to go back to, to Russia in body bags. And uh, I don't want that. Uh, the Ukrainians don't want that, but that's the worst-case scenario, is a, is a drawn-out, bloody bloody guerrilla war like, uh, the, the, like the Russians experienced in Afghanistan you know, 40 years ago. We're speaking with Father Jason Sharon from Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie, PA. Jason, um, just a couple last questions before you leave us. One is um, your mother-in-law and your sister-in-law and her children are now in Poland. Did they have a place to go? Were they go? Or did they have friends there? Or were they just going? And just- no, no, they just kept going until they finally found a, um, a you know, an available inn and. Uh, um, and slept there. Um, it wasn't a very comfortable place, but it was, uh, you know, a place with a, a roof over their head, and uh, that's where they are for uh, for the time being. So minute by minute, yeah. So what happens? And what happens next? Well, she has her mother lives in Italy, so uh, she and her children are going to uh, to drive to Italy and uh, and uh, sort things out. Uh, and we're bringing our our mother in law over, um, you know, scraping together what we can and. Uh, um, you know, bringing her over uh, here to Pittsburgh. Very good. Jason, uh, of course, prayer is yes. paramount. Yeah. Uh, this evening you're having a, a prayer gathering. Please talk to us about this. Yeah, I mean, without prayer, we just descend into, you know, acrimony and, and agony and, uh, and and fear and, and reprisal and hatred, and we, we don't want to go there. Uh, so the, the, uh, the escape route out of that is, is of course, uh, to ascend, uh, on the wings of prayer and fasting. So we uh, uh, tonight at 7 o'clock, we have a prayer service for peace, uh, peace for Ukraine, and for, uh, you know, we don't wish any ill on Russia. We, we wish that uh, they can live in, in, in brotherly love. Um, but uh, we pray for peace for Ukraine and for the defeat of the aggressor, that this, this the blood of Cain will be, will be stopped and uh, we won't have to live uh, through this anymore. Jason, thanks for being with us. Peace be with you. Prayers, of course, for you and your family, for all those people in Russia, that peace would prevail. Um, let's connect, please, soon in the days ahead. We'd love to continue to stay in touch with you. 
And peace be with you. Thank you very much. We stand with Ukraine. Father Jason Sharon. Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church this evening at 7 o'clock in Carnegie, Pennsylvania. You're invited. If you're a prayer, please show up and be part of this initiative to bring peace to this world. Holy Trinity Ukrainian Church in Carnegie, Pennsylvania, 7 o'clock this evening. We'll step away for just a minute. Jerry Boyer will join us here live on the ride home. 101.5 WORD. It's dangerous to take God's glory for granted. And this week on Truth For Life, we'll hear about the devastating results when Israel put their faith in the ark of God as a lucky charm rather than in the living God himself. Study along with us on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Tomorrow morning at 6 on 101.5 WORD. Why Doing It Right Roofing, Siding, Remodeling? It's simple. It's in their name. Doing It Right uses only top quality materials and employs only experienced installation and management people to install and oversee your project. Family owned and operated for 38 years and with over 45 years of industry experience, you can be confident that your project will be installed the correct way. Doing It Right does business honestly, taking no money down and collecting balance upon completion. You will receive a lifetime labor warranty from Doing It Right. Doing It Right does all work to Manufacturers, National Roofing Contractors Association, and Vinyl Siding Institute guidelines and specifications for a complete and headache-free installation. Doing It Right is an Owens Corning Platinum Contractor and James Hardy Preferred Contractor. Most importantly, they're affordable, offering great financing options and accepting all major credit cards. Be sure to mention John and Kathy for a discount off your roofing, siding, and remodeling estimates. Call 724-NEW-ROOF or find them at roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. MTS stands for Master of Theological Studies, and it's a two-year degree for those who want to just deepen in their theological knowledge. With an MTS degree from RPTS, you can be ready for whatever God calls you to. We have three areas of concentration, biblical counseling, biblical studies, either the Old or the New Testament. You can also do one in doctrinal or historical studies. Learn how to get your Master of Theological Studies degree entirely online at rpts.edu. RPTS. Study under pastors. Always happy to have Jerry Boyer with us. He joins us in his monthly slot on the ride home. But Jerry, not from his uh, usual home office, but instead from a convention hall. Jerry, first off, welcome. Thank you. Great to be with you. Sorry for all the background noise. That's all right. Where are you? I'm at the Kingdom Advisors Annual Conference. It's the largest gathering of Christian financial professionals in the world on an annual basis. Fabulous. Almost 2,000 of us. Wow. 
Kingdom Advisors, Jerry. So uh, what's the word there today? What are you talking about? Oh, uh, there's a lot of discussions always that are going on. I think a lot of people who are professional financial advisors are getting texts from their clients yeah, about the Russia-Ukraine conflict. There's also more long-term um, discussions going on. Uh, my particular speech was about a topic that we've talked about before, which is corporate engagement. In other words, stop griping about what companies do, show up and talk to them um, and try to influence things in the right direction and be salt and light. Um, but um, and that's a topic we've talked about a number of times, and that's been a conversation here. And I'm, I'm definitely see a mo- I'm seeing a movement of Christian uh, financial advisors who are saying, yes, this is the way we have too, for too long neglected our witness uh, to corporate America, you treat it as just an unreached people group and get to get to the business of being missionaries. But in terms of like the urgent conversation, like when I'm when I go to the men's room and there's someone there and we're washing our hands and they say, oh, yeah, you're Jerry Boyer. I want to ask you about something. They're asking about Ukraine markets, gold, uh, that crisis. Great. So can we go there? Yeah, let's start there. Uh, not in the men's room, but here <laughs> live on the air. Yeah, right. Not in the men's room. This is a video um, uh, hook up here. So I'll just stay here. Okay. So uh, obviously things are out of control, it feels. How do the markets respond? What should we know? Well, the markets are responding as though things um, were are not maybe quite as out of control as the headlines are suggesting. Oh. And that's almost always the case. Um, there, uh, Something bad is anticipated. There are headlines about that bad thing. The bad thing happens. There's a lot of anxiety about that bad thing. But markets tend to maybe not react as strongly or maybe bounce back more quickly. So generally, markets have markets ended up for the day for the most part. Um, now, part of that is, I don't want to get too complicated here, but let's say everybody's afraid, right? And there is a lot of fear. When there's a lot of fear, the central bank likes to make everybody feel better. Now, they don't have the authority to put Prozac in the water supply. Um, their, their equivalent is just to lower interest rates and put more money out there in the banking system and just sort of stimulate more. That's a calming influence. It's also good for stock market returns. The problem is it also causes inflation. So right now, I think what the markets are saying is, number one, this is not World War Three or four or five, depending on how you count the Cold War. Um, so far, they're not acting like that. It, you know, oil would be $200 a barrel, not $100 a barrel, and gold would be 4000 rather than under 2000 It's a crisis, not a cataclysm in terms of the global economy, um, and the central bank is probably going to, you know, put more, you put, spike the punch bowl to help us all feel mm-hmm. a lot better, which isn't really a solution, but it does help markets go up. I also, I also want to make something, I think there's a really important point. Um, the humanitarian crisis, the the scale of a humanitarian crisis is not necessarily proportional to the scale of the economic effect. So something Mm. can happen that's really bad um, and it hurts a lot of people and maybe is a terrible injustice. And I would say what we're seeing here is geopolitically a terrible injustice. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it has a huge impact on economies or markets. I wrote an article about about that when there was that the terrible tsunami in Indonesia and so many people lost their lives and it was terrible, but the markets didn't move hmm. because Indonesia was not integrated into the world economy. So, you, you, you know, Ukraine is not a big economic player. 
So terrible things can happen and its borders can be violated, but that doesn't necessarily translate into economics. So I just want people to understand when I'm saying maybe this isn't something you really need to worry about for your portfolio that I'm like maybe minimizing the pain or the injustice of this. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm just trying to distinguish between something that is morally abhorrent and something that is a matter that is destabilizing, say, to global markets. Because at this point, we just have a sort of general fear, right? And I think one of the ways to deal with fear is to say, which bad things would tend to come from this and which bad things wouldn't tend to come from this. And the global economy is not really super dependent on Eastern Ukraine. Um, So a lot of people are going to be sucked up into the Russian empire. And that's a horrible thing. But it may not be a horrible thing that affects the global economy very much. So the, a lot of the worst things that happen don't do that. So then, then Jerry, the idea of gas prices, which of course someone hiccups somewhere in Louisiana, gas prices go up. Uh, Long term, we should not be affected by this. You think? Well, gas oil prices were all had already spiked. Yeah, I mean, we just got a little extra from this Ukrainian crisis. So let me let me like reverse the order of that instead of the oil prices are are causing the crisis. Uh, How about the other way around? I I said it wrong. Let's say oil prices are actually one of the causes of the crisis. What do you mean? For about the past year and a half, we've been talking about inflation. And I've suggested that not only is inflation bad when you go shopping, but global inflation is globally um, disruptive. The last time we had a strong bout of global inflation in 2009, it led to the Arab Spring and a bunch of regimes fell and a couple of hundred million refugees fled. So we think of inflation as sort of like a money thing, right? And then Ukrainian crisis is like a war thing. Money things and war things are really related to one another. When's the, when's the, what's the last Russia crisis we had? It was the Crimean crisis, mm-hmm. right? After if, you don't crisis, ca- if you don't count the recent Olympics, Jerry. If you, that's true. Yeah, I, I, and I don't. Uh, and apparently no one else did either. Um, or no one can, could count the people who were viewing it or the ratings. So what happened? So the bottom line is when oil prices are high, Vladimir Putin feels strong, you know, shirtless, riding a bear um, because he's flush with revenues because the, the Russian economy largely runs on oil and gas. When oil prices are low, Vladimir Putin has to give judo lessons on the side to make ends meet. Um, So high oil prices are very pro-Russian aggression. You want to weaken Russia? Diplomacy, fine. Sanctions, fine. Want to really weaken Russia? Just let's have a 30% increase in global oil and gas production. Cut the price of oil in half. And Putin will be walking around with a tin cup rather than um, with a revolver. Jerry Boyer is with us. Jerry is uh, at a convention right now. If you hear some background noise, you'll know that he's there with 2,000 of his closest friends. Um, But we're talking to Jerry. He's the host of the new podcast, Meeting of the Minds, and author of the book called The Maker Versus the Takers, What Jesus Really Said About Social Justice and Economics. Um, I'm sure that you weren't able to watch the president's speech today, Jerry, being as you are in the middle of a conference. I can tell you that he did speak, though. I thought it was a really excellent speech. Um, Just, I guess, your feelings on Biden and the world stage right now. I mean, this is one of those moments that you can't quite anticipate when you're running for office, especially when it's two years or four years or eight years um, before the time you decide to run. And all of a sudden, here you are and you're the man. Yes. 
Well, I think I, I don't want to be partisan on this uh, or anti-partisan or whatever. I just want to sort of call it straight. Sure. I, I think that there's two ways, there's two there's sort of two right ways that you can handle something like this. One is you take a strong verbal stand and then you take a strong stand. You back it up. That works. Or you say, listen, it's terrible. Ukraine is a crisis. Not not directly our business, not directly American interest. We're not going to send Americans to die to defend Ukraine. So you don't talk tough and you don't, you know, get in, You don't intervene militarily. That works, too. Here's the worst combination. Mm-hmm. You talk tough. You say there's a line in the sand. You say we will stand with the Ukrainian people. A Russian invasion may, must not be allowed to happen. And then you don't really do anything. That mismatch between the rhetoric, which challenge, which puts credibility on the line and then doesn't back up that credibility is, is not just destabilizing in general. It in Putin knows that he, he's a tiny little egotistical man, right? With a Napoleon syndrome, any opportunity he can get to embarrass Americans, he's going to take. And if Biden says, you can't invade Ukraine, we won't stand for it. And he does. He just got exactly what he wanted. So, you know, we can argue about whether America ought to defend Ukraine or not. But one thing I don't think is defensible is to imply that we will and then not do it. Jr., hmm. we need to step away for a few minutes. I, I know you're busy at the convention. Can you stick around for a few more minutes? Yes. I, if you don't mind all this background noise. I think it's fine. Yeah, we're, we're working, making it work. So no problem. So okay, we'll step away for just a minute. Jerry Boyer is with us. Kingdom Advisors. He's at a, a conference right now. We'll talk about that as well. When we come back, Pittsburgh's Christian Talk here, 101.5, Word FM, W-O-R-D. Where can you find a high-quality, locally hand-built mattress at a factory direct value? Only here at the Original Mattress Factory. Our factory direct business model allows us to provide a better quality mattress at a better price when compared to mainstream mattress brands. That's because we manufacture our mattresses in our local factories and sell them directly to you, eliminating the middleman markup and saving you money. And we can provide fast local delivery as well as pickup seven days a week at our factory location. Visit an original mattress factory location near you. Did you know that when you buy a mattress from a retail store, that mattress is being sold for the second time? What do I mean? Well, the manufacturer sells the mattress to the retailer, who in turn sells it to you with costs and markups for both parties. This is Greg Truszynski, and at the Original Mattress Factory, we have our own factory right here at our store. So the mattress you buy is being sold for the first and only time. That's why our prices are hundreds less than the mainstream brands. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are great there was for the encouragement we have ditch. from all of our advertisers, you know, and especially our friends type of, at Grove City College. Know, Thanks to have everyone at Grove City for supporting the, missiles, the ride home. The helicopters, the jets. From the north, from the south. You try the rest, now try the best. It's really frightening. It's, it's so like, as you say, some people choose to leave. A lot of people are fleeing to where. Other people are saying, we're going to stay until we're directly no, That's a huge risk. It's a risky way. So we've talked to a friend of ours. Um, we've known Jason Schroeder a long time. Uh, Jason is the, uh, the priest at the Ukrainian 
Experience the difference of a rock solid education at Slippery Rock University. Visit SRU for an open house event on April 23rd. Meet their inspiring faculty and learn how to turn your passion into a career. Visit sru.edu slash visit for details. Visit all 30 major league baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. So, okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement. But do you know how to get there? Turn into your retirement blueprint with Kirk Kenoda and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions. Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to your retirement blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Orangutans. They're beautiful, playful, and majestic. And disappearing. Every day, as many as 20 orangutans vanish. They starve to death when their homes are destroyed or are killed when they stray into villages in search of food. International Animal Rescue is fighting for the survival of the critically endangered orangutan. But we can't do it without you. Please visit internationalanimalrescue.org and help us save orangutans before it's too late. That's internationalanimalrescue.org. Expect periods of rain for tonight with some ice mixed in early. Icy spots can cause dangerous travel. We'll reach a low of 32. Considerable cloudiness for tomorrow, but it'll be breezy with a little rain early in the morning. Then we'll see a flurry in the afternoon. Expect a high of 36. Low clouds tomorrow night with a low of 20. Intervals of clouds and sunshine for Saturday. We'll reach a high Saturday of 36. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Thanks for being back with us. It's the Thursday edition of The Ride Home. Thanks for staying with us. We had some technical difficulty during the commercial break, but happy to be back with Jerry Boyer. Jerry is the host of the new podcast, Meeting of the Minds, author of The Maker versus the Takers, what Jesus really said about social justice and economics, and joins us from the Kingdom Advisors Conference. What city are you in, Jerry? Um, Orlando. Oh. Oh. I had to think about that. I was going to say, yeah. sadly, it's just like every other convention hall. They all mm-hmm. kind of, you know. Yeah, I mean, you don't know where you are. There's right. no sense of place. Right. So, it's just a gi- giant cavernous convention hall. Right. Unless the mouse makes an appearance. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes, right. Yes, yes, the copyrighted mouse probably won't be making an appearance. No, probably not. Yeah, we probably can't talk about yeah, it on the show podcast. without incurring right. a fine. Exactly. Yes. Okay, Jeff, so there you are in a convention hall with um, uh, Christian uh, financial advisors. Now, you know, uh, inside the Christian bubble, a lot of people say, well, if I need a therapist, I'm going to go see a Christian therapist. So I I guess it begs the question, if people are thinking about investing, you know, whether, you know, it's their 401k or whatever, what's the value of investing with someone who's a believer in Jesus? Well, that's a good question. I, I, I'm not saying you have to. <laughs> so you make your own decision. Yeah. Um, I think that there is a certain commonality of worldview. But of course, if you invest with somebody because they believe in Jesus, but they don't do anything different um, in terms of uh, financial counsel, yeah. then I'm not sure what the point is, except, you know, do good to all, but especially to the household of faith, right? Um, so I guess, you know, you do business with somebody who has a fish on their card if, if they're good at it. Um, but I think the stronger case is that somebody who's an advisor who has a Christian worldview is somebody who can help guide you according to that worldview which you share. So what does that mean exactly? I think one of the things it means is they might bring up the generosity conversation a lot earlier and a lot more often. 
people can go to financial advisors for 10, 15, 20 years and never have the advisor say, hey, how about giving to some charity? Mm. You know, they just help you, you know, just get more of the green stuff. Make money. Whereas uh, a kingdom advisor is going to say, you know, the Bible says to be generous. Let's talk about your generosity plan. That doesn't mean they have to guilt them or command them or legalize them. But, you know, that's a normal part of the Christian life. So a Christian advisor will treat generosity, almsgiving, charitable contributions as a normal part of the conversation, when in fact it's not necessarily a normal part of the conversation for somebody who doesn't share that world. That's good. good And because, Jerry, you know, money is such an emotional thing for most people, when you choose a financial advisor, uh, it is fraught with a lot of landmines. People people are concerned about uh, honesty, integrity. Am I doing the right thing? Does the person who, you know, I'm actually, you know, handing over the reins to, are they legit? Will I see a return? Uh, you know, all those different things work together. How do you know the person you're dealing with has integrity? Well, you, you, you never know for sure that the person you're dealing with has integrity, but I mean, that's, you go by things like certification and reputation. Okay. Um, and relationship, right? So, I mean, that, I think that's mostly how people choose. I would hope they choose financial advisors, somebody who actually has the certification to do it. I mean, not anyone can say, hey, I'm Joe, financial advisor. Right. You have to pass examinations to do that, right? In this particular case, I'm, well, I'm not here selling kingdom advisors, but in this particular case, they have to take an additional set of exams and go through an additional um, training in order to be certified kingdom advisors, meaning they have a biblical approach. Um, which would include generosity. I think another thing that that a a lot of people kind of miss this, which is that people get really tied up with their money and they get really afraid about money. And if you understand that money is temporal, that you are going to lose it all eventually, um, that you can't put your trust in it. I think a good Christian financial advisor can help break that dysfunctional relationship with money where people are just completely um, terrified of losing it or follow the movement. Now, listen, there are plenty of Christians who watch the movement minute by minute sure. on their phone as Ukraine is going on. But at least someone with a, with a shared Christian worldview can say, listen, put the phone away. This is long-term money. This is yeah. your return. It doesn't matter what happened. Are you planning to sell at the end of the day? No, then it doesn't matter what happened today. Get focused on the long-term plan and don't have anxiety about money because nobody has added to their return by having anxiety. Or Jesus would say, no one has added one cubit to their life. Um, by having anxiety. So I think a Christian financial advisor, I feel like I'm doing a commercial for my friends here, Christian financial advisor who's well-trained can help get people through that. Because a lot of people, right now, there's this Ukraine thing going on. Markets really crashed yesterday, but markets were already bad. We already had a correction before that. Now, is a Christian going to think about that or act differently about that than a non-Christian? Sadly, often the answer is no. Same level of fear, same level of greed. But a good Christian advisor can say, listen, it's only money. Mm-hmm. Well, you're my advisor. It's your job to help me get money. Yeah, it's my job to help you plan. Part of my job is to help you understand that it's only money. And That's by right. the way, if you understand that it's only money and you don't sell in panics and buy in a greedy way, you actually are more likely to have a good return. If you, don't, if the, the, if you want money too much, you'll get less. <laughs> you'll make bad decisions. But if you understand it's there, I have to have a plan. It's just a tool. I can take risks. We talked before about plans where you can never lose money. Well, yeah, but any plan where you can never lose money means you also can't gain as much on the upside. So if you're not so anxious about it, 
over time, when you can invest in patience and without anxiety, you actually can tend to do better. It'll shake out. If you put other things first, sure. put other things ahead of money, you actually are more likely to handle money better. Sure. Uh, Jerry, let me ask you about um, factions. If we were talking to you from the Southern Baptist Convention, say you were, you know, what are they, what are they called? They're not called delegates. What are they called? The Southern Baptist Convention, they have a funny name. Anyway, or if you were at the General Assembly for the Presbyterian Church or whatever, there would be factions of people. There'd be like the lib side and there'd be the conservative side and there'd be, you know, some group of middle. Um, Do things break down that way at a financial convention? I I almost wish you hadn't asked that. (laughs) (laughs) Because, yeah, right? Um, (laughs) How much can I say without... You know, exacerbating the factions. Right, right. I would, I, I would say that there is, let's say, a robust debate about two questions. One of which we've talked about in the past, which is, are you sinning when you invest in non-Christian companies? Okay. Or are you sinning when you're investing in companies that do something bad? Like, for instance, if you invest in Apple, someone has an iPhone, they can download download pornography on their iPhone. Therefore, Apple's bad. Therefore, owning Apple is sinful, and you're sinful if you own Apple. And if you just let us invest your money, we'll, we'll, you have to pay extra for us to purify your portfolio, uh, but we'll get all that sin out of your portfolio. That's probably you know, the hot factional issue. Hmm. But I would say not, not mo- you know, most of what's going on isn't about faction. But since you asked about faction, that's a factional issue. Another one would be, can you be a Christian and work for a non-Christian financial services company? Can you work for one of the big names or do you have to be aligned with your values? And I was asked to speak on that question to a group of people for a really big firm. And what I said is it's a freedom of conscience issue. You can be a Christian and you can be a Christian in Jerusalem or you can be a Christian in Nineveh or you can be, you can be Daniel in Babylon in Persia, or you can work in the temple. Um, you can be a, a faithful Christian in a non-Christian environment or in a Christian environment. Let's not fight about this stuff. And I would also say the same thing about screen, screening out sin stocks. If you, if you feel guilty about owning something, okay, don't own it. If you feel guilty, you shouldn't do it. If you don't think you should eat meat sacrificed to idols, then don't. But you don't have to feel guilty. And then you can make your own conscious decisions. And I would argue instead, maybe the more productive approach is to look at your portfolio and every place you see sin, see that as an opportunity to have a conversation with the, co- the managers of the company you own. You know, that's where sin aboundeth, grace aboundeth more. So if some company is, um, you know, not treating Christians properly, for example, you're a Christian, talk to them and say, you know, I, I, I'm Joe Smo. I'm one of your owners. I'm a Christian. I understand that you don't have a resource group where Christians can meet together and pray as Christians, but you have one for Muslims. That doesn't seem fair. Um, And that's not really a good use of our money. You should have diversity for everybody. Well, if you don't own it, you know, you don't get the call returned. But if you do own it, you might have a little bit more sway. So, yes, you're right. Everything is factionalized. I'm sure that the Christian therapist you referred to, I'm sure that there's factions there. I just don't know what they are. (laughs) So that happens every place. The job of the Christians is to turn that down. And to move towards the idea of mutual respect, if somebody has a different practice than you, that doesn't mean they're bad. Now, some things really are bad, but a whole lot of things are judgment calls. A whole lot of things are areas of liberty. And and the early church controversy was meat sacrifice to idols. 
and also new moon festivals. So we got to get that stuff out of the essentials category yeah, and into right. the optionals yeah. category. That's very good. Hey, Jared, thanks enough a lot. We know that uh, you had a busy day here as uh, you're with your group in Orlando at Kingdom Advisors. So thanks so much for taking time for us. We always appreciate it. I mean, you give us some great insight and some wisdom. Always it's a good thing. being with you guys. Yeah, thanks. Terrific. Jerry, That's now uh, ride Space Mountain for us, okay, before you come home. Space Mountain. <laughs> the, air, the, the airplane turbulence is Space Mountain. Oh, I'm sure That's all fine. I can handle. All Very right. Good. My levels of anxiety. All right. Check out the Thanks, maker Jerry. versus the takers, what Jesus really said about social justice and economics. Bye, Appreciate Jerry. Appreciate Jerry. Godspeed. You as well. Jerry Boyer. Take a quick break. Come back. Yeah. Uh, we're just getting underway here. We have a lot to talk about on the world stage today. Right home. WORD. Here is Dr. Michael Youssef. No matter how hard these days may be, no matter how challenging the situation is, God was, is, and always be on His throne. God was, is, and always will be ready to give us victory in the midst of trouble. Be challenged this week on Leading the Way. Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. My grandma makes fried chicken that is simply the world's best. But sometimes she'll say, "Ah, I didn't get that batch just perfect. To me, a little bit less than the world's best still tastes like the world's best. It's Ryan. And that's kind of how I feel about all this interest rate hubbub right now. The internet wants to make it feel like the sky is falling. And sure, rates might come up a bit this year, but a small move up from historically the lowest the world has ever seen is still some tasty fried chicken. I worked with a radio listener this week and gave him five different refinance and cash out refinance options. Because rates were still great and because home values have gone sky high, he was able to pull out a significant amount of cash from his home and his mortgage payment and years on the loan didn't change at all. They're going to use the cash to pay off some debt, take a special vacation, and save the rest for peace in their brains. If you're curious what your specific options would be, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for you. Hey, this is John Hall. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza, and his latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you'll receive 60% off the Giza Dream Sheets that come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. You'll receive a set for as low as $39.99, and for a limited time with any purchase, you'll receive Mike's softcover book free when you use promo code WORD. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Square, and use promo code WORD. Along with this offer, you'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call one 800 391 Use the promo code WORD or visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WORD. The uh-ohs are out there. Scratches, dents, unexpected natural events. But with Mako and their magic, your car is no longer tragic. So when life throws you uh-ohs, just say, Better get Mako! And go to Mako.com to book your appointment today. Uh-oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council.
So this is a, a major event worldwide. And I don't think it's, you know, an exaggeration to say that. No. I mean, uh, people have been saying since World War II, this is the first time, you know, we're, we're, we're used to wars, unfortunately, or skirmishes, to say the least, in the Middle East or Afghanistan or, you know, we, we've been there, done that right. how many times. But to think about Europe, Russia, Ukraine uh, at each other now, this is a gigantic event. And I think it's one of these things you, you pray for peace uh, but you're dealing with a personality here that is a huge unknown. Uh, in Putin. In Putin, right? Uh, power, it, prestige, uh, any number of things are driving this person. Yeah, and it's all. Don't, I also find it way easier to talk and listen about the geopolitics of it, and you know how Biden's going to respond to Putin and um, the Ukrainian leader, and is he strong enough to be able to carry the nation to him, blah blah blah, and just kind of divorce yourself from the real pain of it, which is always the average person. Right, um, it is always the average person. Yeah, I mean, we were talking to our first guest today, uh, Jason Sharon, talking about family members getting in their car and driving with no destination. Thankfully, the people, uh, the Russian border patrol allowed passage. I'm sure the country's flooded. The Polish flooded. border patrol. Polish border patrol, yeah. The country's flooded with, I'm sure, millions of people crossing into that country. I mean, the great unknowns, the huge migration of refugees around the world now because of one person's actions. So President Biden, of course, spoke today at length about where we are as a country, uh, a response of what that may be. Our response, I think, of course, always as believers is to pray for peace first and foremost. But let's take a second and hear a clip from what the president had to say. The next few weeks and months, we hard on the people of Ukraine. Putin has unleashed a great pain on them. But the Ukrainian people have known 30 years of independence. They've repeatedly shown that they will not tolerate anyone who tries to take their country backwards. I appreciate that. Yes. What will happen? I don't know. I mean, that, 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 what, uh, I think we can all um, agree that what the president said is true, what the implication of it is what's unknown. I mean, to hear Jason Jerome say, martial law isn't in place. So young men between the ages 16 of and 65. 16 to 65 are required to stay and fight for your country. I mean, can you imagine? And if you've seen the videos, right? I mean, we're, again, we're in the age of a television war. So people on the ground, the power, the might, the destruction of what's happening right now. And of course, that's going to go on unabated for a long time. It may be weeks, maybe months, just pounding away, pounding away. Perhaps all the million, there may be millions of people who are going to die because of this. Mm -hmm. Millions of people. Biden uh, said earlier today that America stands up to bullies. America stands for freedom. This is who we are. And I appreciate that as well. Again, it's just where what that implies for us is the unknown. You know, we understand that this is revelatory about who Putin is and what his uh, actual intentions are. The president talked about that as well. Um, but what that means as far as, you know, a, a collective defense, which is what he's talking about with NATO today. Those were the words he used in the speech, which uh, he called the greatest military alliance in the history of the world. 
what that means. He, you know, he wants to shore up the defenses of the smaller countries like Latvia, Estonia, Lithuania, Romania, Poland, uh, being the biggest of them. Um, but that's ground and air forces that he said are already in Europe that are going to shore up those countries. But can you imagine the terror that they're experiencing right now? And again, every military family now here in America is thinking, so... How will I be part of this? What does that mean? What does that mean? Will we be involved? Will we send... I mean, the president said we're not going to send troops over, but of course... But he said we're going to defend our NATO allies. Right. Anyway, you and I, all of us here right now, as believers in Jesus Christ, we have the greatest weapon in the universe, which is the power of us united in love with Christ and the power of prayer together. So we pick up arms, and the arms that we choose to pick up are peace and love and grace and forgiveness. But peace now first for those men and women who are suffering on the move, for those little babies and the old people and everyone else in between that their lives have been upended. Where will they be tonight? Where will they lay their head tonight as they sleep? What about their next meal? What about schooling? All the different things that, you know, what it is to be a person thinking about your parents or your children or your livelihood. We must pray continuously. We must dedicate ourselves to the idea of prayer in our lives, peace for the world at this moment moving forward. That's how we bear arms as believers in Jesus Christ. We'll take a quick break. Come back. This is Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's a different sound, a different feel, because Christ is first and foremost in our lives. Stay with us. More ahead. There's one box that you'd run back into your burning house to grab. It's the box filled with your videotapes, film reels, and photos. Those sentimental, meaningful, irreplaceable moments. Hi, I'm Nick Mako. And I'm Adam Baselogger. We started the Legacy Box over a decade ago so that we could help families save their memories from being destroyed by floods or fires. And it's not just natural disasters, Adam. Every day, videotapes and photos are slowly fading away, decaying, neglected in closets and attics. Digitizing your old media stops fading, and preserving those recordings means they are safe forever. It's like magic converting your shoebox of memories into digital files ready to watch and share. It's the only way to ensure your legacy is safe for generations. That's why over a million families have already trusted Legacy Box. Legacy Box is simple and easy. It works and is safe. We'd love to preserve your family's collection. Don't wait. The risk is too great. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBox to save 40%. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBox to get started and save. LegacyBox.com slash LBox. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit stoptextsstoprex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. For over 40 years, First Baptist Christian School of Butler has quietly offered parents one of the most affordable, high-quality Christian educations around. A complete education from pre-K through 12th grade with free busing, smaller classes, an extremely high teacher-student ratio, competitive athletics, and SAT scores well above the national average. Think an affordable Christian education is beyond your reach? Think again. First Baptist Christian School of Butler at butlerfbcs.com. McQueen Building Company. 
It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueenBuildingCompany.com. Does your congregation need a spiritual boost? How about a half-day retreat on spiritual transformation? Lutheran Lay Renewal of America has led this retreat at churches from coast to coast and also for churches in Africa. This retreat draws on centuries of deep Christian spirituality as well as some new spiritual insights and is offered at no cost to any Christian church. For more information, call 724-287-5151 or visit LutheranRenewal.com. Right. That's it. In thinking about Ukraine today, um, I don't know. I I don't have any personal connection to Ukraine. Uh, John, you went and spent two weeks there. I did. Yeah, I was there. It's a lovely country. Tell, Tell me what it's like. Well, I spent a lot of time in Kiev. Which was as metropolitan as a place you'd, as you want to see. Is that right? Really, it was. I mean, incredibly beautiful. The the cool thing was, this was years ago. Uh, we went over with the Bible League, and instead of staying in a, a, a hotel or a motel, we stayed with Ukrainian families. That's and, wonderful. And I brought a ton of sports memorabilia. I brought terrible tiles. I brought Steeler hats. I bought pirate hats, and I took. You know, Forcing pirate memorabilia on these poor people. There we go, right suffer. there. Oh, okay. For those of you who are watching online, yeah. uh, we're, we're, we're streaming live at the word Pittsburgh. There are some pictures here of John giving out. At least you gave out Steeler stuff. I, I mean, did, the yeah. poor people don't know how horrible the pirates are. No. <laughs> oh. I, I mean, it was wonderful. Uh, these photos, now Christy's put this up on our stream. These are from the Chernobyl area. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, you heard today that the Russians uh, have overtaken Chernobyl. I love that photo right yeah. there. I love that. I mean, uh, the people, can you imagine living in Chernobyl? The, the people describe this as when Chernobyl, when the Chernobyl accident happened, I love that photograph. Me too. When the Chernobyl accident happened, people were evacuated um, and then they you know, were tr- supposed to be taken away to Russia, integrated into society. But what they found was because they were in Chernobyl, they were... They were derided. People shunned them Pariahs. because they thought that they were, you know, radioactive. That somehow they were carrying, you know, Chernobyl uh, minutia with them. So a lot of them came back to Chernobyl, and have been there ever since. Been there ever since, and of course, you know, occasionally, you know, authorities would come through and look at, you know, cancer and things like that. I mean, the mortality rate uh, with people in cancer is off the charts, especially with a younger generation. You know, people having babies after the fact, and your children you know die uh, in their teens or their early 20s but the people the grit and determination the uh, the idea of survival just through and through in these people's lives and of course the shadow of russia hanging over you wanting to love your country ukraine at the same time integrated into russian life how difficult that must be and as as well as believers in jesus in a country that is largely atheistic that is also another layer of complexity so all these things in motion, and now I can't imagine. So you're thinking of those people, of course, about those people. and all that time you spent when oh, you're here. I was part of their family for a couple of weeks, and I loved yeah. them so much. And, you know, I mean, the, the adage is true. People are people, 
the same yeah. around the world. Yeah. And, and especially when you travel great distance, we are so curious about each other. You know, what makes you, you? What makes my culture, my viewpoint? And for the most part, you know, we did have interpreters, but a lot of times, you know, you're looking you're at just each try, other. Right, you're just trying to work it out, communicate without words. Right, and yeah. a lot of laughter, yeah. a lot of just goofy laughter because right. you think, here we are in the same space, I, I want to know you, but there's barriers that prohibit that. But anyway. God bless those people, huh? God bless those people and pray for them. Again, I can't state it enough. Now we have the greatest weapon at our disposal, which is prayer. So pray not only for the Ukrainians, pray for the Russians as well. Pray for Putin. Pray for wisdom and forgiveness, for strength, for all of us together, that we would follow the example of Jesus Christ in our lives in the truest possible sense. Pray for peace. Take a quick break. Come back. Hour two of the ride home. Straight ahead. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Putin is the aggressor. Putin chose this war. And now he and his country will bear the consequences. President Biden says this is Vladimir Putin's war. The president announcing a new ring of sections against Russia after its invasion of Ukraine, calling it an unprovoked confrontation. The Russian military has begun a brutal assault on the people of Ukraine. Without provocation, without justification, without necessity, this is a premeditated attack. The sanctions target Russian banks, business leaders, and high-tech sectors and fall in line with the White House's insistence. It would look to hit Russia's financial system and Putin's inner circle while also imposing export controls that would aim to starve Russia's industries and military of U.S. semiconductors and other high-tech products. This is SRN News. My son is in the second grade at our local public school, and yet somehow he gets to attend a Bible class during his school day because of LifeWise Academy. We're seeing public school students from urban, rural, and suburban communities who have never heard the basic stories of how Jesus came to rescue us. Hey, Word FM listeners. I'm Joel Penton, founder of LifeWise Academy, and we bring Bible education to public school students during the school day. Believe it or not, in 1952, the Supreme Court ruled that students can actually be released from public school during school hours to receive religious instruction. However, almost no one knows it's possible. LifeWise Academy provides the structure and tools for local communities to put to work. This program is taking off nationwide and our kids' futures are being changed. Would you consider leading the charge to start a LifeWise in your neighborhood school? The first step is to voice your support at LifeWiseAcademy.org. If you want to make a difference in your life that impacts you for years to come, then it's time to stand with Israel by going there. Consider the thrilling excitement of joining nationally syndicated media host Dr. Sebastian Gorka and renowned author and filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza on the Stand with Israel Tour November 30th through December 9th, 2022. Journey through the Holy Land with two of the most respected political commentators of today. Together with like-minded travelers, you'll see over 40 iconic sites during the 10-day tour. 
You can pray at the Western Wall in Old City, Jerusalem, float on the Dead Sea, and take a boat out into the middle of the Sea of Galilee. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com to reserve your spot or call 855-565-5519. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com or call 855-565-5519 to book today. love seeing a transformation of a smile. There's a reason patients love Dr. Megan Stock, voted Pittsburgh Trib's best of the best dentist in Northern Allegheny County for the second year in a row. You don't have to do full mouth rehabilitation to really transform a patient's life for a patient to be able to smile confidently and be happy with their own smile. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Expect periods of rain for tonight with some ice mixed in early. Icy spots can cause dangerous travel. We'll reach a low of 32. Considerable cloudiness for tomorrow, but it'll be breezy with a little rain early in the morning. Then we'll see a flurry in the afternoon. Expect a high of 36. Low clouds tomorrow night with a low of 20. Intervals of clouds and sunshine for Saturday. We'll reach a high Saturday of 36. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Portions of the following program are pre-recorded. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along today. It is a day of bitterness for a lot of people, uh, unbelievable tension and fear. Uh, Of course, uh, I'm sure you're following along uh, to see the news of what's happening in Ukraine with the Russian invasion. And, of course, everyone has an opinion, right? Um, And especially if we're believers, right, uh, we should not uh, denigrate each other's opinions if, in fact, your opinion is outside the norm or something that is, you know, not part of the mainstream. People are coming at this from a lot of different angles, from a nationalist viewpoint, from a political viewpoint. Um, we're a believer in Jesus Christ. That should lead our charge here as we speak and talk about and pray about the events of this day. I also think our own patriotism, um, our own love of our own country, can help us to understand um, the loss that Ukrainians feel today. I think that we can kind of, you know, if we've never, you've spent two weeks in Ukraine, I never have, never traveled in that part of the country. We can't imagine so your country being you, ripped from you. But if you can kind of imagine that happening here... And how, what we would feel like, oh it can help us to extend empathy um, to what Ukrainians are feeling today. Um, I think that, you know, in a lot of reading that I've done today and listening, I see that there are, uh, there can be different camps of people, like you said, John, and how they are coming at this. One camp says that we shouldn't have any concern beyond our borders, right? That, you know, we take care of ourselves, take first. Care of ourselves first. We have enough problems here. We don't have to do anything over there. Um, the other camp is, look, we're so screwed up. 
we think that we're going to be able to go over there and solve anything for anybody. The problem with both of those camps, and our friend David French brought this up in a piece he wrote uh, earlier in the week or maybe it's the end of last week, is that the end result of both of those perspectives is that we become insular people who are focused only on us. Right. And that's not how we're called to live as people who follow Jesus. I don't think it's how we're called to live as members of contemporary society. Um, we have a global world. We have a global church. And whenever there are people who are suffering, then we should be there. Right. And I'm not saying we should be there as a military intervention, but I certainly believe our hearts should be there. Um, you encourage us to pray in uh, our last hour, John. And I just want to echo that. I, I, you know, for all of our foibles, for all of our shortcomings as a country, um, we can repent for all of that. We can repent for our own sin and our own narcissism and selfishness and then receive the forgiveness of God so we can go forward and right. plead, plead for the lives, for the safety, for the sovereignty of that nation. Right. I mean, if, if you're not going to pray, if not now, when? Right? If not now... Because, again, uh, the world is spinning on a very fragile axis today, despite what you may think about, you know, Russia and Ukraine being so far away. Everything has connections in this world, right? And all of us somehow are going to be affected by this one way or another. I I firmly, truly do believe that. Um, We'll see this in the coming days. But truly, uh, as Cal said, I've said this before. I'll say this again multiple, multiple times. We need to pray together as the body of Christ. We need to be agents of peace First in our own hearts about how we think about ourselves, and then outward into the world, how we treat each other, how we treat each other, and then of course to do the United States, and then the rest of the world. It is the greatest resource that God has given us is the power of prayer. So again, if not now, when we must become united and pray for this world, for peace in this world today. We need to step aside. When we come back, really happy to have the Reverend Dr. Bruce Bickle back with us. Are we ever? Just a great friend of mine, a great friend of yours, John. So happy to have him back on the show. We'll talk next about the intentions of the heart. Stay with us. Right home. WORD. How can you help people in your church cultivate unity and a desire to care for and love one another? What practical steps can you take, whether you're a pastor or a brand new church member? Find out as John MacArthur makes a plea for unity. That's the title of his important study this week here on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. Why doing it right? Roofing, siding, remodeling? It's simple. It's in their name. Doing it right uses only top quality materials and employs only experienced installation and management people to install and oversee your project. Family owned and operated for 38 years and with over 45 years of industry experience, you can be confident that your project will be installed the correct way. Doing it right does business honestly, taking no money down and collecting balance upon completion. You'll receive a lifetime labor warranty from Doing It Right. Doing It Right does all work to Manufacturers, National Roofing Contractors Association, and Vinyl Siding Institute guidelines and specifications for a complete and headache-free installation. Doing It Right is an Owens Corning Platinum Contractor and James Hardy Preferred Contractor. Most importantly, they're affordable, offering great financing options and accepting all major credit cards. Be sure to mention John and Kathy for a discount off your roofing, siding, and remodeling estimates. Call 724-NEW roof or find them at roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com train up a child in the way they should go well you know the rest 
It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hill seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. My heart was racing just making spaghetti. I could have waited to tell my doctor, but I didn't wait. I was short of breath just reading a book. I could have delayed telling my doctor, but I didn't wait. They told their doctors and found out they have atrial fibrillation, a condition which makes it about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you have one or more of these symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, this is no time to wait. Contact your doctor. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you miss the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secklerlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. Good Reverend Dr. Bruce Bickle is with us today. Bruce Bickle is a graduate of the United States Naval Academy, served as a fighter pilot in Southeast Asia in the Vietnam War, president and founder of Transformational Leadership, retired from PNC Wealth Management as vice president, and here with us today to talk about intentions of the heart. Bruce, friend, great to see you. Welcome. Nice to see both of you. Thank you for the invitation. Oh, my gosh. I can't tell you how geeked I am to see your face today, Bruce. And he introduced you as the good doctor. I know that you're also often very well, um, very uh, misbehaving. I know. And I I didn't get in touch with you about the record of Navy football this year, but we can talk about that a little later. It's been a long time. The Army never made a good year. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) That's all you need to know, right? Okay. All you need to know. Okay, Bruce, let's talk about intentions of the heart. What are you thinking? Well, it generated some thinking about mine in the last couple of weeks. I'm teaching a Bible study on Tuesday. I call it the 50 great chapters of the Bible. Okay. Now, somebody said, well, what, what makes up the 50 great ones? Well, I did try to pick the ones from the Old and the New Testament that really picture more than others the person and work of Christ. The sinless perfection is perfect obedience. And so that's what triggered my thinking about this. And I got to thinking about Abraham, in Genesis chapter 22, where he got credit for something he didn't do. He was told to kill his son, and he he had the intention of doing that. Mm -hmm. The intention of his heart was correct, but he didn't do that, and he got credit for it. Now, what I mean by that, Abraham did not actually do what he said he in the scripture said he did, but because his heart was right, he did it in the purpose of his own heart because the desire and resolution of the soul was to honor God. Now, my, my point of all that is this. God is not some mean judge sitting in heaven waiting for us to reveal our imperfections and our inability to do things. He's a loving father who wants to ingratiate himself to us. He's given us his son. What happens oftentimes is we think that God is 
going to be punishing us, and he, he wants to love us. Now, I'm not suggesting that obedience is not important. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is I think we have to have the right view of God. He's a loving Heavenly Father. We see that in the prodigal son. I prefer to call that passage the, the gracious father because it's really about the father, not the son. And that's who, who God is. And so I began to think about this. And I began to look, think about the covenant of works where we person is required to keep the law personally and perfect, perfectly. In other words, the only obedience that God accepts is 100% obedience. Now, we can't do that ourselves, so we're depending upon our Savior to do that for us. We get credit for his perfect obedience and his perfect, his perfect life. We get credit for that. Mm-hmm. That's what it means to be in Christ. And so, but the covenant of works, if a person is saved by works, you have to perfectly obey the law and every command, every written word, every position the law takes. You have to do that perfectly and personally. But we live under a covenant of grace. And that does not require a perfect but adherence to the law because God in his grace and mercy accepts the will for the deed. Now that's worth looking at. He accepts the will for the deed. That was the case with Abraham. Yeah, so let me break Abraham. in let me break in for a minute, Bruce. So you're talking about um Abraham was it was credited to him as righteousness. Right. Correct. I mean, that that that's a that's a statement that's so curious um, because it's exactly what you're saying, that it was like he got credit for something he didn't do. It's the essence of grace. Yes, absolutely. If there's a, if there's a will, a desire in you to accept God's will, he'll accept your intention of your heart for the deed. Yeah. Let me give you something from Christopher Love, one of my Puritan friends. I'd like to read a paragraph for this. Okay. He's going to help me understand this. Good. This is from Christopher Love in a book called Grace. In a word, make conscience to keep what you hear. Beware your inability to fulfill the law of God. Do what you can and mourn that you cannot do better. And then God will say, though you cannot keep the law completely, yet my son has kept it for you. And that's the important thing. My son has kept it for you. Mm-hmm. I accept his obedience as your obedience and his righteousness as your righteousness. For our comfort, know that what it is. What, that if in sincerity of heart you endeavor to keep what you hear in divine acceptance it is all the same as if you perfectly kept it. Hmm. Is this desire and labor of your soul to obey God's will and observe his commandments in divine acceptance is looked upon as if you were actually done done by you. Yes. Now that's a good good illustration of what I'm suggesting. Right. We need to examine the, the intentions of our heart. Because so even so even for, Yeah, so even Bruce when we fall short well, well, not even when we continually always always fall short, um, and it's so easy to get into the guilt cycle and think that we can never. You know, we screwed up last time. We're probably going to screw up again. I'm going to be a screw up forever. Absolutely true. We're, we're under grace, not the law, and we need to understand that a heavenly Father is waiting for us, just like the gracious Father with the His Son waiting for Him. Mm-hmm. To come to come to him. That's what God is waiting for us to come to him on a daily basis. Because if we can say, I could pray better, I could read the scripture more, I could have my devotions better, whatever those things are, if the intention of our heart is is to do that to please God, he's going to give us credit for it, even though we don't do it as perfectly as we could. Mm-hmm. Because we can't do it perfectly. The important thing is, Kath, is to help us realize that we get credit for the sinless perfection and perfect obedience of Christ. 
That's what we get when we're in Christ. Yes. And that to me is an overwhelming statement. Get credit for his sinless perfection. I can't do it. I just don't have the capability to do it. As much as I try, I just can't do it. But because the intention in my heart is to do it, because it's through God's grace and the Holy Spirit, it's my intention to do it, but I can't do it perfectly. God makes up the difference and gives us credit for his sinless perfection and perfect obedience. And so, Bruce, there's the world in a nutshell, right? I mean, there are many people who are believers in Jesus Christ. The intention is, I need to follow Christ and his teachings. I want to be in his love and his grace, but I just can't. Now, on the other side, there are people who cannot, will not look at Jesus as the Savior of the world. Their story is totally different than the Christian story. That intention is not our intention as believers. That's correct. Absolutely. We need to make a distinction of that. Look at 2 Corinthians 5.21. God made him who knew no sin to become sin on our behalf, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. Now, people ask me, What's the most important word in the Bible? If they said love, I couldn't argue with that. Somebody else might say it's grace. I wouldn't argue with that. But in my mind, that little word huper in the, in the Greek, on behalf of. God made him a new, no sin to become sin on our behalf. Cause and effect relationship on our behalf so that we can become the righteousness of God in Christ. And we need to understand that. That we have the will to do something and we just can't pull it off. God's going to make up the difference because we get credit for the sinless perfection and perfect obedience of Christ. Mm-hmm. What God requires is perfection, and we can't do that. So we live under grace, not under works. A person who lives under the covenant of works has to earn their salvation. But under grace, God makes up the difference. And he, and he gave his son to become on our behalf so we can become the righteousness of Christ in God. That's good. In Christ. The Reverend Dr. Bruce Bickles with us, president and founder of Transformational Leadership Group. He retired from the PNC Wealth Management as pre- pre- vice president and managing director for Private Foundation Management Services. He's a graduate of the U.S. Naval Academy, and even though they had a bad year football-wise, he's still excited that they beat Army. He also served as a fighter pilot in Southeast Asia in the Vietnam War. Um, we only have a couple minutes left, Bruce, but um, with all the things going on in the world today, the invasion of Ukraine by Russia, uh, John and I just wanted to ask you, you've been involved in war you've seen it up close um your thoughts on a day like today today's a very sad day kath a very sad day what i learned in vietnam is war does not resolve anything it just prolongs activity but it doesn't doesn't solve anything what why i went into the pastorate when i came back from vietnam is because i realized that war is treating a symptom the issue is the human heart have to change hearts and only Christ can do that and so I didn't want to be a nose blower I wanted to be a heart changer that's why I went into the ministry full time because it, what I saw in war war is not a solution to anything it's just an expression of two groups of people fighting each other so this is a very sad day and I think we need to pray as much as we can that God will intervene in his sovereign grace yes and so all of us, Bruce, with the intention of our hearts, I mean, we've been talking about the power of prayer. Certainly, as all of us as believers here, you know, in the sound of your voice and across Western Pennsylvania with the radio program, I know that you and all of us here are trying to pray for peace today. There is power there, isn't there? Amen. But we can't pray enough. We have to trust Christ with the rest. What we need to do is be obedient as much as we can and then trust Christ with the rest. Trust Christ with the rest because... God will give us credit for the intentions of our heart. Mm. We just need to make sure, folks, that our intentions are correct. Mm. It's not about me. It's about him. 
It's Reverend Dr. Bruce Bickle. Bruce, so terrific to see you. Can't tell you how wonderful it's been, and uh, really thrilled that you were on the program today, and my Bruce, friend. You, before you leave us, though, oh yeah, talk about your teaching. You're gathering once again, and you're teaching on Tuesdays. Yes, I'm start starting again. Yes, we're doing it by Zoom, and so we have people all over the, the community here in Pittsburgh zooming in on Tuesday morning at twelve o'clock, and uh, I'm teaching this course on fifty great chapters. Fabulous. My Parkinson has really limited me in some of my capabilities, but at least we can do it by Zoom. Mm-hmm. And, and overall, just talk a second about your health. I mean, it's been a battle for you. Your retirement is not what you thought it would be, has it been? That's for sure. But it's, it's what I've been given. And the issue is, how do I manage what I've been given, not how do I manage what I didn't get? Mm-hmm. So Parkinson is something that's really taken away my balance, coordination, strength, and stamina. But the real issue is, what has God given me to do? It's to manage my Parkinson for the glory of God. That's what I'm trying to do. So that's why I'm trying to do things even I don't do well, like speaking, because my vocal cords have really been to weakened a great deal. So talking and for me is very difficult. But uh, the issue is it's for his glory, not for me. Well, it's funny you say that because, Bruce, you wouldn't know. How do you manage what you've been given? You've done excellent here today. And so we appreciate the good word that you always present to us. It's uh, always filled with uh, a lot of intellectual heft and great spiritual depth. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me on, folks. Good to be with you. Love you, Bruce. Go Navy. Peter Army. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Bruce Bickle, listen, Tuesdays at noon, it's a great place to have an encouraging word Bruce digs deep into the Gospels of Jesus Christ. And now you can do it by Zoom. Mm. We'll take a quick break. we got more ahead. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk on the ride home. Here's some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance, or if, like a lot of people, you just have a plan you're not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. It's a Christian healthcare sharing program. There are more than 400,000 members now, and they love it. In fact, MediShare has doubled the customer satisfaction rate compared to that of health insurance. And MediShare really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. It's been around more than 25 years. Members have shared more than $4 billion of each other's medical bills. Plus, MediShare is for you. It has saved its members billions by advocating on their behalf. Best of all, the typical savings for a family is around $6,000 a year. So if you think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have much to offer, think again. MediShare has a 98% customer satisfaction rating, and you are invited to be part of it. Call now. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Do you remember what was kept in a spring house? If you're an old-timer, you know that a spring house was used for storing fresh, cold milk. In 84 Pennsylvania, we have another kind of spring house. Our spring house is an old-fashioned country store filled with all kinds of old-time gifts, great country foods, and you guessed it, fresh cold milk. You see, the spring house in 84 is also a dairy farm where we milk our own cows, pasteurize and homogenize the milk, and sell it all through the store. We've had people tell us it has to be some special kind of gourmet milk. We don't add anything to the cow's diet or to the milk. It's just nature's purest, most perfect food, and we love the way our customers love it. 
We also make a chocolate milk you would think is a chocolate shake, an old-fashioned buttermilk that people drive miles to get, and a 40% heavy cream that's wonderful for luscious desserts. Our 2% and our skim are the greatest sellers. Come and try some Springhouse milk at the Springhouse in 84. Be sure to tune in this weekend for Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music here on 101.5 WORD. Brought to you by United Faith Mortgage. Let us know what you want to hear at wordfm.com slash requests. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. As Christians, we're called to take the gospel to others. And medicine gives the opportunity to provide both physical and spiritual health. This is Dr. David Stevens of the Christian Medical Association. If you're a doctor, dentist, nurse, medical student, or other healthcare professional who's interested in using your skills to share the good news in this country or around the world, check us out at cmda.org. Expect periods of rain for tonight with some ice mixed in early. Icy spots can cause dangerous travel. We'll reach a low of 32. Considerable cloudiness for tomorrow, but it'll be breezy with a little rain early in the morning. Then we'll see a flurry in the afternoon. Expect a high of 36. Low clouds tomorrow night with a low of 20. Intervals of clouds and sunshine for Saturday. We'll reach a high Saturday of 36. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. What makes sense? The Church Bulletin. I like the Church Bulletin. To be honest, I kind of miss the Church Bulletin. There was a day, right? How many times you go into the Church Bulletin, and it'd be like, like a double fold, like six pages of information. Mm -hmm. Now you get a Church Bulletin. Maybe you get it like an email. Or if you get a church bulletin at all, it's one page double-sided. Mm-hmm. I often think, is that it? Oh, you want more? I do. You're dissatisfied with I'm not saying dissatisfied. I like just, you know, huh. I want to know about more stuff and, you know, I think do you? I'm missing something. Hmm. So the church bulletin makes perfect sense for me. Yeah. It's like, you know, the life of the church in black and white before me. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. We... Or, you, are you saying it doesn't make sense? Not to you? at all. What? John, what, what are we mean? doing? What are we Kath, doing? What are you talking about? What are we doing? Do we need to have an order of operations before we go into the service? Do we need to know that the call to worship is going to be here? That yes. the first do we need to know yes, that? You do. How about just sit back and take it in? I like to take it home and read it. It's what like you, I'm having my eggs. Who's gonna take it home and I read it? It used to be, you know, you're having your eggs after. Sit there and... You're going to read the church bulletin? I did. Get out of here. I did. I loved it. Are you it. making that up? No. Really? 100%. What do you... You never do that? Oh, no, not ever. Never. I, I, I just... Look, we have an internet for a reason. No. And this is one of those times. No. It's like the paper. Sunday paper, mm-hmm. church bulletin. They go together like love and marriage. I need it. All right. Together. All right. Does this make sense? Life. I mean, it's crazy. Got meta here. Fast. Life is crazy. And I'm not trying to get, you know, 
philosophical here. I think you have I'm not gone there. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's so topsy-turvy sometimes. I mean, we get born and thrown into this chaos, and you try to make sense of it all. You get an education. You raise a family. You make a living. It, it's just overwhelming. It mm-hmm. doesn't make sense to me half the time. And then especially a day like today, the world's at war. People are screaming. People are dying. Tanks are rolling in. Missiles are flying. No, it doesn't make, it any, doesn't sense. make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Thank goodness there's a Savior. Thank goodness there's heaven. I can't believe you went life. I did. And I did church bulletin. Well. I mean, for crying out loud, I could have gotten a flag early. Listen, my backup. Think. My backup was Cheetos. <laughs> I went for life instead. That's all. I'm just saying. I mean, it's the day. It's the measure of the day here. It's a crazy day. All right. So life doesn't make sense, but but you still insist on a church bulletin? I do. It doesn't even make any sense. It's just your... Perfect sense. Enjoy your paper and your eggs. For heavens. Sunday, you know, it's everything. 101.5 WORD. This week on Insight for Living, Chuck Swindoll continues his helpful teaching series called Marriage from Surviving to Thriving. Every time we open our mouths, we either build up or tear down. We either affirm or we assault. Watch your words. Don't miss the practical counsel for couples. This week on Insight for Living with Chuck Swindoll. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. My son is in the second grade at our local public school, and yet somehow he gets to attend a Bible class during his school day because of LifeWise Academy. We're seeing public school students from urban, rural, and suburban communities who have never heard the basic stories of how Jesus came to rescue us. Hey, Word FM listeners, I'm Joel Penton, founder of LifeWise Academy, and we bring Bible education to public school students during the school day. Believe it or not, in 1952, the Supreme Court ruled that students can actually be released from public school during school hours to receive religious instruction. However, almost no one knows it's possible. LifeWise Academy provides the structure and tools for local communities to put to work. This program is taking off nationwide and our kids' futures are being changed. Would you consider leading the charge to start a LifeWise in your neighborhood school? The first step is to voice your support at LifeWiseAcademy.org. Is your congregation confident when it comes to sharing the faith? Most Christians would like to share their faith but simply don't know how. Lutheran Lay Renewal of America offers a Sharing Your Faith workshop that examines the spiritual and psychological barriers to faith and offers effective ways to open the door to friendly spiritual conversations. Perfect for a Sunday morning Bible class, this one-hour workshop is offered at no cost to any Christian church. To schedule, call 724-287-5151 or visit LutheranRenewal.com. How long does it take to tackle a home project? With Angie, you could cross it off your list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need. Indoor or outdoor, repair or redesign, and we handle the rest. Sending a top pro to get it done. You don't have to lift a finger, except to tap the screen or click the mouse. Plus, Angie is free to use. So bring us your next home project, and we'll bring it home. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com to get started. This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Hey, Chief, we got a damaged RV on its way to the OR. Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of RV surgery. <laughs> Wait, are you promoting me? Congrats, Martinez. Doctor, that RV's flatlining. 
Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of nursing. So you're just promoting everyone now? Yeah, kind of looks that way, doesn't it? When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates covered subject to policy terms. Tuesday, Pastor Jay Slocum was with us. And uh, Jay was talking about Lent. About, you know, this is how Lent has formed him. And he said something <laughs> which I wish he wouldn't have said, which was convicting, quite honestly, startling to me. And <laughs> now that he said it, I, <laughs> I mean, it, it pierced me like an arrow. Jay said that uh, years ago he really wasn't engaged in a Lenten practice, but uh, <clears throat> he decided one year that he was going to give up television. And by doing that, it really formed him. He, he, you know, so he sort of gained, thought about the legions of people around the world who were also on that same Lenten journey as he, he had decided to be. And by giving up, you know, the electronic box, it really strengthened his walk. And then it made Easter Sunday just unfathomably great. The payoff for the, you know, for, for his what he would consider his sacrifice. Now, some people would shrug their shoulders and go, really, you're giving up TV? That's like some big deal? Well, you know as well as I do. I mean, we live in this age. Heck, I, I get a TV set right in front of me right now. Mm-hmm. Right? And wherever I go, that TV set is now with me. And, of course, the advent of streaming and all that. Anyway, I thought about Jay, and I thought, Ugh, could I do that? Could I actually do that? Because I am so invested in the viewing time. I think like most people, we have turned a corner here in American culture. Anyway, I've been thinking about it, and then... Later on that evening, <laughs> I turned on the TV, <laughs> and what did I see? One of the greatest films in the history of film, which is the original Blade Runner. Oh, my gosh. With Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford. And um, the one who was the mermaid. Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah. She who was a mermaid. Mm-hmm. But not in this movie. No. She was a scary mannequin in this movie. Oh, was she ever? A murderous, <laughs> scary mannequin. And of course, you know you know how it is. I think everybody has these movies that, you know, you tune, turn on the TV or whatever, and there it is. And you, I'm just going to watch five minutes of it. And then meanwhile, you know, an hour and 45 minutes go by and you go, wow. Well, mm-hmm, look okay. at that. That was time well spent. So it made me think about a couple of things, of course, about Lent, my weakness, my love of television, and really specifically, my love of sci-fi. Mm, mm-hmm. I mean, I've, in the genre of like things that you love, I mean, everybody has like, you know, their particular, like I love film noir. Oh, right. Right? Like, you know, that like. Or I love westerns. Yes. Or I love mysteries. Yeah. Everybody's got their, or rom-com, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's got their thing. I, I would say sci-fi is at the top of my list. Okay. Pretty much there. All right. I like a good drama. Sure. But boy, I sure love to be transported elsewhere. Mm Mm-hmm. So what about you? Where are you? I mean, you know, talk about Jay. Oh, you do? Okay. Love sci-fi. So I absolutely I love sci-fi and I love fantasy for the for the for the reason that I feel like it gets us out of our current (laughs) I feel like we're in bondage to what we see as reality. It kind of opens up our imagination and helps us to imagine what could be. I think it's good for humans yeah. in in both. Um are you asking me something about my favorites? 
Because I can tell you. Oh, you can. Oh, can I tell you? So if you delved into that genre oh, of sci-fi, number are you a Star one. Wars fan? No, not really. Okay. I didn't. Uh, Star didn't Wars resonate. is fine. It's not a big deal to me. It really no isn't. No big deal. But you know what I love? Hmm. Alien. Oh. Original Alien. Original. With Sigourney Weaver. Oh, my gosh. Paul Reiser. Yeah, Paul Reiser. Mad About You. Oh, my gosh. It was way before Mad About You, right? Yeah. yeah. And Aliens, both. Aliens 3 is terrible. But 1 and 2, so good. Terrifying. TV-wise, Doctor Who. Oh, Doctor Who. Oh, my gosh. That's like slam dunk. You know, we've got a friend uh, uh, who just recently discovered Doctor Who. Do we? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Who... He wants to talk to me about it when I see him. Yeah? I got nothing. Oh, you should send him my way. I, exactly, it. Yeah. I love it so much. Yeah, he wants to talk about, like, you know, he's so invested in, he wants to talk about the style of acting throughout, like, the history oh, of the incarnations it's of It's so it. campy. He laughs it's, about it. It's ridiculous at yeah. the beginning. Right. Okay, so Alien was Sigourney. Mm-hmm. I, was, I, would, I would also say Blade Runner. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I would also say Inception. Inception. Which... I loved and was kind of tortured by. How about uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey? Never saw it. What? Never saw Never it. Never saw it? Uh-uh. Really? I know. I don't, I'm not sure how that happened. Dave. Dave. Um, Star Wars, I've mentioned that. Sure. How about the Terminator series? Loved them. Crazy weird. Ate them up. Arnold. I mean, how many, how many Terminators were there? The, uh, four? How about Back to the Future? I didn't love it. What? It was fine. It was like a cultural artifact. Really? I mean, I you know, I appreciate it. I didn't love it. E.T.? Eh. Kind of cheesy. I thought it was cheesy. E.T. go too. home. Yeah, like, e. really? Yeah. Um, My favorite. Yeah. Of course, Close Encounters. Close Encounters. Which I've never seen. Ay, ay, ay. Richard Dreyfuss and Terry Garr? Never saw it. Oh, my gosh. Mm-mm. I feel badly about it because you bring it up and I feel like I missed something yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um, TV. Alias. See, I don't know that. Jennifer Garner. Bring it. Christy, have you watched that? Have not. Oh, my gosh. I guarantee you'd be in it. Really? Yeah. I loved Alias. Absolutely. Now, Fringe, I loved probably even more. I'd say Fringe. Could could I say that Fringe is the greatest sci-fi TV show? Oh, really? Other than Doctor Who, I think I would put Fringe second. Would you call Lost sci-fi? Yeah, I think. Because that was... you, You watched Lost, didn't you, Christy? You didn't watch Lost. Don't watch it. Don't waste your time. Watch it. Do not. Watch it right now. Because I'm going to give you a spoiler alert. It's the... No, don't. Don't. Do not do that. That's cruel. Well. No. Mm-mm. Zip it. Uh, Allow her to live. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Robocop? That was dumb. Crazy. I, I saw, hated that movie. I have a very specific memory Me too. about Robocop. What yeah. do you, what's your memory of Robocop? Uh, How can we both have such specific memories of such a dumb movie? I, well, I, I saw it by myself, alone in a theater, like um, at eleven o'clock in the morning in New York City. Wow! Because I I was had to I had had an appointment like at two o'clock in the afternoon, and I didn't want to think about it because it was an anxiety producing appointment. Sure. So I went to the movies instead. Okay. And <laughs> what. A, what a cheese Isn't ball. that stupid? Yeah, it's stu- I saw it at David Lawrence Hall on Pitt's what? campus. Why? Because it was a like sat. They were doing a Saturday night feature where you could go oh. watch a movie at like one in the morning. Right. And I went to see it, and I it was like it was over at three fifteen, and okay. I thought I would have been better off sleeping. Um, just this past week, I saw on a Turner Classic Planet of the Apes. Now I watched all of those. How crazy is that? 
Charlton Heston. I thought when Lottie I McDowell. when I was a kid, I thought that that was great. Oh, it is great. I loved it. Yeah, I really loved it. Were you a Trekkie? Your wife? No, is. my wife's a Trekkie. Yeah. I mean, I, I like Star Trek, but I'm not like you know. Uh, right. No. Yeah. I Were you a Trekkie? No, nah, not really. Yeah. What about like Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, no, no. Oh. No. No. That's kind of like. That's a total. Who doesn't like Guardians of the Galaxy? It's like a Marvel thing. I mean, you know, how about Dune? Oh, you, I haven't, haven't seen, seen it, Dune? but oh, I bet I would love it. Of course you would. Mm-hmm. And you miss it in the theater. Yeah, okay, so the Star Trek, so the difference between Star Trek on the small screen versus, I like the Star Trek on the big screen. Yeah, I've seen, I saw most of those movies yeah. and I like them. Me too. But you, but if you ask me what the plot was no, of any of them, really I couldn't remember. No. How about um, The Fly, Jeff Goldblum? Never saw it. Oh, that's a good film. Um, how about early? I mean, I like really weird, early cheesy star, like sci-fi, like the day the earth stood still. Oh, it's like 1950s yeah. bad right. sci-fi. They kind of, I like that. they creep me out a little bit because I feel like it's, I feel like I'm in a sci-fi movie and we're watching an old clip and something horrible is about to happen. Do you know how, like, if you're like, we watched the, the uh, new trailer for severance, which yeah. is the new show on Apple TV. And there's a, a portion of it where they're watching like an old movie that freaks me out because you know that something horrible is going to happen. They're going to take like a, there's some like time horrible pocket that they're in or something. Right, right. Um, so anyway, all this to say, you know, look, we get excited talking about this kind of stuff. I wonder, is there like, you know. Don't you think sci-fi is good for your mind? Oh, 100%. Is there such a thing as a super subgenre as, dare I say this, Christian sci-fi? Oh, gosh. Don't even go <laughs> Come there. Come on. Don't even go Christ- there. Is there a Christian sci-fi I'm sure there movie? is, but all of a sudden that's like shouts cheese to me. I don't know. I mean. The best sci-fi to me always has a God element. It has to, because it's asking the big questions about existence. That's why they're awesome. I hope my friend Leo Nagorski is listening right now, um, because he's a man who deeply knows his sci-fi. Oh, does he? Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. So I wonder. So then you're watching sci-fi, and you're right about that. You're spot on. You often see a God element. There has to be, or it's not really sci-fi, because it's asking the huge questions about the universe, Mm -hmm. time, existence, time, meaning, that sort of thing. What about the show um, Orphan Black? I don't know that at all. Christy? It's about the woman who plays her, she plays herself and her clone, <laughs> and her, all eight of them, and she ha, she what? plays like, she won the Emmy because it was, she was so epic in it. She plays eight, she plays eight characters. Really? Yeah. It's a series. Yeah. Orphan, Orphan Black. Black. Really? Yeah. I don't know that at all. Wow. Is it out there right now, you think? Uh, I'm, I'm sure it's out there. It was on... BBC. Oh, okay. I don't know if it was a British show. I feel like it was an American show. I don't know, but it's very, very good. I had to stop after maybe in the third season somewhere because it 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 seemed to go off the rails a little bit. But boy, the first season is strong. How about like? Do you do this at home? Like we do this at home. Like my wife and I are sitting together on the couch, (laughs) and there's like conversation. Like I never do this in the movies. I don't want to talk in the movies. But oftentimes my wife will go, "Hey, what's this?" And, you know, and she'll like interject. Does that make And she'll like ask me questions about what's going on. Like I like I know the script. <laughs> right, like you're going to explain it like, to her. And I'm like, honey, I'm just watching with you here. I have no idea what's about to happen. Or Does what. that take you out of the mm-hmm. 
It does. Yeah, I generally want to be silent. I just want to sit and watch and, you know, it will be revealed or not, right? Right. Uh, we tend to, in my family, my me and my two daughters, if we if an actor or actress comes on the screen that we have seen in something else, yeah. we cannot rest until we know what the, oh, what the thing is we've seen them in. So we have to pause, go on IMDb and figure it out. Mm. That makes my husband lose his mind. Oh, no. He goes really? out. He... Talk about taking him out of the moment. So we've had to kind of swear off of it because oh, he, he responds so viscerally. Yeah. I just feel, do you feel that way, Christy? Like you have to know. I do have to know. All like, I, I don't stop. I'll just. What do I know phone. him from? What do I know yeah. him from? Oh. You don't do that? Uh, no, not really. I, I'm like your husband. Okay. Once yeah. I'm there, I want to kind of. That's I don't probably need to stay smarter. There. Right. Yeah. Uh, last night we watched, uh, this is a weird uh, sort of juxtaposition. I turned on the t- <laughs> I turned on the TV set, and I caught the very beginning, which was fortunate. And it was just regular broadcast television. It was cable. Um, Turner Classic was playing Mississippi Burning. What a great film. Gene Hackman. Oh, my God. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, yeah. And so they were playing, you know... um, you know, a listing of these uh, of this genre of films, mm. but a couple of, a couple of times during the film, so we like you know we sit down and start to watch it. My wife goes, "I have to go to the bathroom. Put it on pause." I'm like, "I can't put it on pause because oh, it's broadcast TV, right? It's it's live." Mm-hmm. So you kind of we get sort of spoiled here, right? Because like if you want to put it on pause and talk about where the actor came from or whatever who who that is, right? Not on live TV. No, but you can if you have a DVR, right? Which I refuse to I pay do- for. I refuse to pay for that's that. That's what I was doing during. during I was going to say during Putin during Biden's speech today. Every time he said something that I thought oh, we could do, use on the show, I was like, pause it, write it down, do the thing. Do you have a DVR, Christy? I don't have cable. Oh no, cable! Oh, you're a broke girl. That's I right. Am. I just have an Apple TV. An Apple TV. Mm-hmm. But you know, as broke as Christy is, she bought me a coffee today. That was nice of her. Fabulous of her. Gosh, I love I tried her. To throw, I was like chasing her down the hall with a card, <laughs> with my debit card. And she was like, get away. I'm like, take this. <laughs> That's basically what happened. A right. lot happens in the hall right. here. You're, you're, I remember growing up, like my gram and my mom would do that all the time, that they would like throw money at each other. You ever no, do no, 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 take it. Yeah, exactly. No, 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 you, ever, no. you ever see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. It's so funny. Now I'm doing it with a debit card. Take it, take it. No, no, no. Have yeah. you ever seen Sebastian Maniscalco's bit where he yeah. talks about when people like offer to pay but don't really mean it <laughs> and he's like look you know some guys like say oh no i'll pay it's like i don't buy that like right. try harder yeah you can try a little harder than that <laughs> yeah hone up on your acting skills there please exactly right. anyway when we come back let's uh reflect on the crazy day that we've had what well, we just we went down a rabbit hole of sci-fi conversation we certainly it, did the there's the a lot going on war. in the world so right. we're gonna step away for a minute all right <laughs> there goes a few more years christy Take a quick break. Who doesn't love a good deal? What if you could confidently know that you're getting the best deal on a mattress on any given day, not just during one of those today only sales? At the Original Mattress Factory, we have something better than a sale. A fair, factory-direct price on excellent quality products for everyone, every day. So you can take your time and buy when you're ready. When you're looking for the best mattress at a great value, come to the Original Mattress Factory first. OriginalMattress.com Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, 
That sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for healthcare can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE. We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. No one should read your personal messages. That's why WhatsApp uses end-to-end encryption. It protects whatever you send before, during, and after you send it. So no one, not even WhatsApp, can read your messages. Always message privately. WhatsApp. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. The crisis between Russia and Ukraine is such that um, those of us who live so far away can easily remove ourselves from it and just kind of look at it like we'd look at a math problem. Well, you know, there's a powerful country and there's a least powerful country and there's a lot of forces at work and, you know, I don't want to say. Um, And so we turned to someone who could give us a personal perspective in our one of today's ride home. And we thought it was important enough that we would uh, air it again for you. Um, Our good friend, Father Jason Sharon, um, is the pastor of a church in Carnegie, PA, Holy Trinity, Ukrainian Catholic Church. Um, he has family who live in Ukraine, and um, he spoke from the heart today. And this is what Jason had to say. We turned to a friend of ours. Um, we've known Jason Sharon a long time. Uh, Jason is the um, the priest at the Ukrainian Catholic Church Holy in Trinity. Holy Trinity. Thank you. Um, in Carnegie, we've known Jason for a long time. Um, Jason lived in Ukraine for a while. He's married to a Ukrainian. Um, his in laws His in laws are Ukrainian. So we thought for for a citizen's perspective, you know, uh, the the average person. What do you think about a war like this? We thought Jason would be the person to go to. Jason, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, John. Thank you, Kathy, for having me. So, Jason, give us the perspective of, of the city. First of all, do you still have uh, family in Ukraine? Well, as of um, this morning, all we have left is our, our um, my wife's brother, uh, Yuri. He's uh, 
martial law is declared and he's between the age of 16 and 60. So, um, you know, he, he had to stay back and my, uh, his wife and his two children, uh, he hugged them one last time and, um, well, hopefully not one last time, but he, uh, they made for the border with my mother-in-law and, uh, the pole, the Polish border agents were very, very kind. Uh, every, they didn't have all their paperwork, uh, exactly lined up, but, uh, they saw the situation for what it was and all the thousands of others uh, crowding around them trying to get in. And, uh, you know, they, they were very understanding and let them in. And, um, uh, but, uh, yeah, he's left there and, uh, his family is, uh, they're in Poland now. I see. So Jason, you're saying martial law, men between the age of 16 and 60 must stay behind. Yeah. They, they, uh, my understanding is, is that's the case. Yes. Jason, talk about your feelings, you and your wife, as you've seen the things unfold. Um, Very intimate. It, 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 you know, for us, it's you know, geopolitics. For you, it's family. It, it is, and uh, it, it's uh, you know, painful to see this, but uh, um, you know, in, in one sense, it's it's inevitable. In that, um, you know, as as Putin gets older, um, there used to be a balance between. You know, Putin, the uh, the nationalist, and Putin, the tactician, who was um, you know restrained by by reason. Um, and uh, I think in the past, uh, uh, since the summer, um, it's it's become clear that uh, Putin, the tactician, doesn't doesn't really exist anymore. It's just uh, Putin, the the unleashed nationalist, and uh, um, that's what that's what I see. And uh, uh, the people in Ukraine have never provoked. Uh, Russia by attacking Russia. People in Ukraine have, uh, you know, have never uh, shot shells at, at you know, rough, Russian kindergarten buildings or anything like that. Um, and uh, yet he's he's done this to 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 the Ukrainians and it's unprovoked. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a crying shame, especially for uh, someone who claims that uh, you know they're they're Slavic brothers. Um, if this is how my brother treats me, then I don't want to be part of that family. And that's what a lot of Ukrainians. Are saying, and they're they're Russian-speaking Ukrainians. They're not uh, Ukrainian-speaking. They're Russian-speaking Ukrainians, and uh, they don't want to have any part of of, uh, of of his country and his vision for Ukraine. So, Jason, when you and your wife speak about this, and of course read and watch as everyone is, can you describe what is a perhaps a best-case scenario and or a worst-case scenario? Well, the best case scenario is, I mean, that, you know, the, the, the prayers of pious people reach to the ears of our Lord, and he has uh, compunction and contrition of heart for what he's done, and he, he repents uh, today. That's the best case scenario, in which case, um, you know, good can, can come out of this. But, you know, the, the, the and I, I don't think that's, that's um, wide-eyed dreaming. I think that's, uh, with our God, that's possible. Um but uh, the, the worst case scenario was that he he just continues and goes right up to the Polish border, um, and uh, uh, in, in which case there's going to be a, a long drawn out bloody war because uh, the Ukrainian men are not going to uh, live under the Russian boot again. Um, they they've been under there, and uh, there's going to be a, a, a long bloody guerrilla warfare. Um, in which case, uh, Russian men are going to go back to, to Russia in body bags. And uh, I don't want that. Uh, the Ukrainians don't want that. But that's the worst case scenario is a, is a drawn out, bloody, bloody guerrilla war like. Um Jason Sharon, he joined us earlier in the show. We wanted to just replay a small portion of that clip. Jason from Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church. All that to say that this evening at 7 o'clock, Ukrainians will gather. You are invited as well to be part of prayer 
uh, in Carnegie at uh, Holy Trinity Ukrainian Church, 7 o'clock this evening. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it good to be reminded that it's people who are trying to figure out what to do? Family. People who are getting into cars and driving and not knowing where they're going to end up. Can you imagine what that's like? I mean, what, what's surprising is that there is still communication. You think one of the first things that will be taken right. down will be cell towers, but apparently, obviously, he's still in touch with his family yeah. and following, monitoring along, and wants to bring that family here to the United States. There will be, I'm sure, Ukrainian refugees arriving on the shores of America soon and very soon. I'm also sure there's going to be a lot of cyber war going on over the next month uh, between Russia and Ukraine and you know, perhaps the United States as well. Mm-hmm. So again, as we talked about uh, throughout this show, and often uh, war or no war, our power as believers in Jesus Christ, the weapon that we have been given us is the weapon that could conquer the universe, which is, of course, the power of prayer in our lives. So I would encourage, implore all of us this evening to continue deep and strong prayer. Pray constantly for peace in this world, first in our own hearts and then out into the world, and especially for those young people, old people, and everybody else in between who is caught up in the Russian war machine to please pray for peace. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.